Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. High in these potty streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go wherever your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and I'm your host, Nathan McFly. And for this week, we got a very special guest on the mic with us today. He is a super producer, MC extraordinaire, the villain himself, Starks. Welcome to the 20 by 20 Sportatorium, my brother. What's going on? Wow, man. How you feeling, brody? Chilling, chilling, man. You know, feeling blessed, baby. Feeling blessed. How's everything over there with you? Hey, life is love. No complaints this way. All right. Beautiful, man. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. The positivity, man. The positivity. Um, For the people listening to our podcast on on a weekly basis, uh, let them know a little about yourself. Well, um, the intro really, really brought it home. Uh, (laughs) I I do like to produce. I I am a rapper, but I'm also a uh, a wrestling stan. Um, I'm a mark, whatever you want to call me. I'm, I'm all there for it, man. I love the squared circle. Um, so a lot of the music and everything that I create is very driven by wrestling and motivated by wrestling. So, yeah. Awesome. Where you from? Where you, where you hail from, bro? Well, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, okay. I've been living out in LA for the last two or three years now, but like I'm, I'm a little bit of everywhere. So, but musically, I'm all East Coast. I'm, I'm super East Coast hip hop, boom pappy. But the intro you just played, I'm like, damn, why haven't I heard this before? This is hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm from Queens, New York. So, you know, that's oh, uh, yeah. that that hit that hit home. Uh, the person on the spitting on the on the beat right there was actually it's actually one of my co co-hosts but he's not in here right now but uh yeah you know he used to do his little thing with the music too and shit he yes. didn't you know he didn't take it too too crazy with it but you know he, he likes to dibble and dabble you know spit a 16 or two here and there yeah that's hard yeah, that was yeah, a good yeah. look and that it felt it felt good that beat it was every everything about it the frog splash line it stuck out to me i'm like <laughs> oh yeah he's going in oh so you're an eddie fan yeah oh yeah. dang Oh, oh man. Yeah, yeah, we got. Yeah, we got no, Lachi and Steeler are definitely philosophies I live by. So, <laughs> awesome. That's what's up. Yeah, we got some fly uh, Eddie Eddie stuff coming with uh, with our storyline team merch site. So Ooh, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna be sure to send you some. I'm gonna be sure to send you some soon, man. Oh, word. Okay, that's a that's, that's a step up in the world, y'all. The storyline <laughs> joints I be seeing, like like I said, the culture. I see the the real ones be having it and everything, man. Um, <laughs> shout out to the um. The Flying Brian joint, man. Oh, that's crazy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like I'm, I'm over here. I'm super happy for Dream Match Wrestling. I'm hitting them like, oh man, da da da. That's hard. You got the Flying Brian. It's on being elite. And I'm like, oh no, I'm missing half that equation. This is this was a partnership between multiple people. So oh, I got to yeah, give man. you your y'all y'all flowers as well. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, uh, around last year we uh we linked up a story uh with um Dream Match Wrestling. And mm-hmm. the first T-shirt that we actually came out with, which was we called it the Loose Cannon shirt, which was a homage <laughs> to Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then we got we got kind of 
got the attention of um, Brian Pillman Jr. And then, you know, it went from there. You know, you yeah. see the Dream Match shirt with him and his pops. You know, shout out, shout out to Andy from Dream Match for putting that together. That, that shit just looks amazing. You know, yeah. it's a beautiful look. So, yeah, man, you know, you just, you know, you kind of live and you learn. You go through the trials and tribulations and then, you know, something fly going to come out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, with you and your music, uh, what came first? Was it producing or rapping? Um, On a large scale, producing. So, like, the okay. idea of always rapping um, it's been there. I've always been a person to put in words. I've always been uh, an entertainer to some degree. I, I was a little kid who they were like, oh, come do the Michael Jackson. That was me. They would have me come in and do that all day. Um, okay. So eventually it graduated and uh, I got around somebody who had a computer and they had Fruity Loops and they wouldn't let wow. me make beats. And so like through time I found I weaseled my way into being able to make beats and everything. And I just, I just love that. So it was years of that. Then all of a sudden I, I never got around somebody who could really rap over my beats. I would want them to rap. Yeah. So naturally the progression was to start rapping over them joints. And once I figured out, I'm like, man, I could make my own dope and get high off of it too. I was like, never again. I'm never going back. That's it. Yeah. It's been a bear since then. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, damn. Just almost sounded like a like a robot there, but it's all good. <laughs> but um, what you call it? So with, with the with the production, like I I went and you know I kind of did a deep dive on a lot of your your later work. I one one that I re- that really caught my eye was this song you did called Jackie Moon, because uh-huh. I for me I think that's like an underground classic, that semi pro movie. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So. When I when I heard the track, I was like, "Yo, this is fire!" So then I just start going through the project, and to me, I feel like there's a Just Blaze influence there. Am I right or wrong? Um, yeah, I, I love Just Blaze. Yeah. Um, and frankly, uh, through a lot of the tone, so sampling for me, yeah. I definitely get a Just Blaze is that person. Um, that I do pull pull that idea of like how I chop and how I move and how I do certain things. Versus then, um, versus then, like we'll say, like a primo. So like when you hear, like you're you're very correct in like how the samples are chopped and how they're laid out and everything. Um, yeah. I definitely dive super deep and super deep into Just Blaze for sure, for sure. But that particular project, uh, that was probably like the one offshoot where I, I think I got like two now, um, where somebody else produced. Um, my dude Big O, he actually produced those beats, but sonically, I you know, I was like, damn, y'all want. I want to pick this way and go there. And frankly, um, it was supposed to be a complete homage to Semi Pro, that movie, because I love that movie as oh, well, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I heard it. Like, I heard with the with, with some of the lines here and there in the songs. Yeah, and of course, like, you, know, you, you throw your little, you know, WWE references and stuff yeah. like that. But it just, it caught my attention right away. That was the first project I listened to. I was like, oh, this is fire right here. I like this. Yeah, good looks, man. And like, I, I love the conceptual stuff. So like, that's yeah. why I, I like, I, you know, I could dive deep on wrestling. So, you know, I could lock in and like, oh, you know, <laughs> this is the vibe and feeling that we can go for. Like, I don't think people do that enough with, uh, with nah. movies. I wouldn't be mad at hearing more rappers do this exact same thing where they take a movie yes. and just like, I want to get my feeling for what I saw after, you know, after this. No, yeah, because um, I, I love when that happens, when you when when it's like a theme. When is the mm-hmm. theme for a project? Because um, I don't know if you listen to Ito. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. So he did one with uh, Carlitos Way. And his Ooh, project yeah. was called, yeah, his project was called Ito Brigante. Mm. And, yeah. And just like him going through the tracks, it was just like scenes from the movie from beginning mm. to end. And that's the type of that's the type of feeling I got when I heard this the uh, the Jackie Moon in the semi pro project. I was like, "This is it. This this is fly." And I'm like, "He did this three years ago." I was like, All right, yeah, "Yeah, he got to bring this shit back out to the public. The public that everybody else got to hear who didn't hear it. You know what I'm saying?" That's how I felt about that. And then um, I see now you did a did a project with with Barrington. Yeah, 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 yeah. Barrington. He was that's my dude, man. That that was. It was different, but just fly. Like sonically, sonically, it, it it went with everything. Like when I heard when I heard the track, I was like, "Yeah, I see him coming out to this with his yeah. shades and his cape on, just looking like a villain." Like yeah. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, this is it right here." Yeah, and good looks, man. Um, cause you, I, I got the call from him. Um, I, 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 you know, being being a fan, I was like reaching out. And like, um, frankly, I'll say this. There, I can right. I can name a hundred wrestlers that I reached out to, right? Yeah, and they just wouldn't give me the rhythm, wouldn't give me the time of day, wouldn't even wouldn't even talk to me, really? wouldn't entertain me. Um, but Barrington being the the first, well, one that I reached out to. Yeah, um, not even saying the first one I reached out and reached out back, but like the first dude I reached out to. He ain't, he's given me nothing but love and it's been nothing but camaraderie. It's been nothing but a brotherhood, friendship, partnership from the beginning. But like I've had not so favorable interactions with other people, but like that, that for what he did, it changes. It, he made me more of a fan of wrestling just by okay. being able to work and connect. And like for a minute, I was like, man, everybody's so crude. Why can't I get into this industry? Why can't I tap into these people? And like I wasn't of that world. Mm-hmm. I was just I was, I could I could understand why they were treating me as such, but Barrington and Dream Match Wrestling, like these things, validated me and forefront pushed me into this like into the wrestling sphere. So yeah. like I'm always I'm always gonna be indebted to Barrington Hughes, man. That's my dude, man. Got nothing yeah. below him. Like um a lot of a lot of producers, especially like in the hip hop game, you could tell that they have kind of like, you know, like a, a love for wrestling. Because if you see, it goes hand in hand with hip hop and wrestling. I mean, yeah. you even even just with, you know, the wordplay and, you know, everybody doing like the battle rap and stuff like that. Every time I see somebody like Ric Flair or uh, Randy Orton, The Rock, um, just even MVP right now. Yeah, I don't right. know if you heard it. You know, he's on he's on the remix to, uh, oh, yeah. to uh, I, the I, West Side I, Gun. I got my own my own specific take. On uh, on that whole situation, because I I like it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it seems very opportunistic right after this Barrington Hughes project and the six degrees of separation between all of us, between our side of that yeah. and that side. It's not. It's not even six degrees. It's about one or two. So I know wow. things have gotten hurt. I know things have been in, put in people's hands. I know things have been said. Um. So just to see that move go forth, man, I was, uh, I don't know, I was a little, I was taken back. I was like, that just showed me this is a really cool idea. Oh, really definitely. Something. So just keep keep pressing it forward, no matter who copies and does whatever have you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy for it. I'm happy for everybody 
involved on that Hurt Business I was song. Just, I was very surprised to hear him on the remix. Bruh, I was and, like, and really? Then, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I, I, was like, I was like, okay, okay, MVP <laughs> spitting bars. All right, bet. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, everybody's entitled to it, right? You know? Everybody would like to love to sit lay a sixteen, as as everybody would love to lay somebody with a clothesline or hit somebody with a stunner. Like you know what I mean. So like, no. I'm not gonna block this man from his rights of passage. Like get it on. Man. <laughs> oh, I feel you, bro. I feel you definitely, bad. But um, besides all that, like, is there anybody in the wrestling world, indie, pro, whatever it may be, that you could see yourself working with next, or is this somebody that you're trying to work with at the moment? um eddie kingston um Ooh. i got a whole project of just straight up eddie kingston inspired songs and i'm to the point now where uh i'm just going to release it and me, we just going to talk <laughs> we'll, you know, whatever, whatever shakes out is wherever it shakes out and that's how i'm riding that's how i'm rocking um so like 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 i was saying it's been i've, I've reached out plenty and plenty of things beforehand but like i want to properly do it with them um, and frankly, I probably got like a whole album of like AEW sound clips of okay. just like taking those proper moments and like I'm talking like early, early stuff, like year one material or whatever. Not, you know, um, nothing against anything that's happening right now, but like uh, the real, real meat and potatoes for what anybody would know AEW for. I have like a complete, complete project ready to sit and go for it. Um, but that to me is like all outlaw mud show music. I want to do another very <laughs> project, right? To where like I'm I'm partnered up and throughout that whole process with Barrington, we were creating. It was I was sending him, he probably heard 15, 20 different beats. He probably heard 17 different raps before we even got down to exactly what we got down to. Um, all that to, I say all that to say that I would love to work with as taboo as it is, and he's probably got a big stink mark on him. I would love to make the new music for Marty Skrull. I would love to revamp Villain Club and really, really have that stamp and like, all right, because they're going to reemerge. They're going to do something somewhere. So whatever pops off and what happens. Um, I, I like Gorillas of Destiny. Oh, I would, I would love, yeah, just, Oof. just, just to really work that idea, and um, even something for El Phantasmo. Um, I want to do something electronic, not even necessarily me rapping, but I want to be like, oh yeah, I did, I made this crazy electronic, uh, techno-y vibe, villainous type of a thing. He, he's a jerk. Um, yeah. <laughs> really, really showcase that right, and give that light show of what he is. Um. But right now, yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting. That's kind of where I'm thinking. Okay. So going going to that that Eddie project, you say you already have something done in that in that in that uh, field. What were you doing? Seeing like what gave you the vibe in order to go into the studio? Like, yo, I need I need it to sound like this. Oh, so what I do when I do these projects, um, I make the music as I watch a bunch of matches. Okay. So I'll, nothing but Eddie Kingston Chikara matches, right? And him going through all of that, all that, just just that turmoil. I didn't even go into, I didn't watch Eddie and Impact. I wanted, like, Eddie on the grind. I wanted that Eddie. Um, Because that's, that's how I felt at this point in time. I felt him when he said, I'm tired of making stars. Like, that sentence, and, in, in like, it just, his underdogness is how I feel about myself lyrically. 
like in 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 musically it's been so many times i've been in too, too many rooms with so many notable people and they're like man damn start you that dude you taught me this so many years but like man this other person the person who i've given the game to has gone on and been this superstar that everybody knows and loves but i'm like when when is my time to yeah. shine? you know what i'm saying when can i go ahead and make myself a star so just watching him and go through these quarrels um, and watching the storylines that he was telling, that he was starting to tell with NWA, um, just it really, really locked me in to where Eddie was at. Not necessarily what he was going through with, because I, I was finishing up the project around the time where he was uh, facing off with John Morris, uh, not John Morrison, uh, with John Moxley, <laughs> right? right. Um, which I wouldn't be mad at that match. I would love to see a John Morrison versus, which it probably is somewhere on, on, on an impact. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Him versus uh, John Moxley, um, I love that storyline and everything telling up, telling to it. But like, that was almost like, well, hey man, if you didn't watch the Eddie Kingston backlog, then like, yes, this storyline is going to matter to you. But if you knew who the guy was beforehand, it's like, man, this is the same story over and over again. They could have told yeah. anything else that they wanted to tell between him and John. Well, not necessarily, but that story was just too similar to what was going on. So I wasn't necessarily fueled by what everybody else got caught on to Eddie Kingston was, you know, you're already, you're already put onto game. Yeah. I was already hit. So by that time I was like, man, I want to feel his like real pain. Where did this anguish really, really come from? And how does he even, how does he view wrestling? Because I, I, you often see him talk about, man, don't step into my world. You weren't from this. So like, I feel that way about hip hop. So like, let me go find those pieces, right. That trail for him to it. So I can walk that path and create and get that tone and everything yeah. for him. Like I, I have, I get like real like DMX vibes from Eddie Kingston. You know, like DMX was was mm-hmm. in the game spitting for years before he actually got his just yeah. lose before that first project. You know, mm-hmm. and his second project and go on and so forth. But everybody knew like he was that dude. And yeah. the people that heard him, like you were just saying about Eddie Kingston, for the people that heard him, they already knew that was gonna happen. It was only a moment in time for it to happen. It was already happening. I just feel like I like the fact that uh, AEW put that Mm -hmm. on the forefront. Like who Eddie Kingston is. They let let the whole world see it on a different platform. Not everybody could come Mm -hmm. around and be like, yeah, I appreciate this motherfucker right here. Yeah, absolutely. This this right here, this is like the symbolizes the grind of what you're going to go through. 17 years and then your first title match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something yeah. that's something big right there man yeah, but, since, but since we're on aew um i know you're a big big fan of impact wrestling yeah and for the past about month or two now we're seeing you know impact and aew kind of coming together you know merging shows together you got you know some aew guys going over to impact shows impact you know impact guys good brothers mainly yeah. going over to aew uh, what is your take on that? As as you know, uh, avid impact, you know, watch watcher. Um, so I kind of feel like this is like the worst time for impact to do that. Really? So like, yeah, because like, all right, cool. Um, it's going to build impact up, and they need the build, but like, they lost all the key players from Impact Wrestling mm. as they start to go get the most, the the second biggest look they've had since their inception right yeah so like there was no rascals hell there's no ethan page 
Um, I'm glad that we have an Eddie Edwards, but he's not even in a real storyline, right? You don't have the full uh, Motor City machine guns. So, like, all the cool things that you were wanted to see, right? Yeah. It's not really happening. And for and for the stuff that is happening, right? Give us the Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega thing. F all this other stuff. You're milking it way too far. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm not going to care by the time that it finally does happen. Okay. Um. So like, I love the plan. I'm just, I'm mad of the execution. They didn't need to make this fake Bullet Club. Uh, reunion to have the partnership between AEW and Impact. That story could have just been told perfectly fine. They didn't need to to do that at all. Frankly, if we would have got the Good Brothers versus um, the Young Bucks, that would have been great, right? Yeah. And we know we're going to get that at some point, but Tama Tonga isn't going to get his just due. No. Right? The real Bullet Club isn't getting their just due from this. So, as as an informed fan from it i'm utterly not i'm I'm just not just not with it the it's something something else has got to happen to really push that impact side over because right now it just seems that it's a kenny omega fest and don Callis is getting his thing off but you know cool that's don Callis' show he can go run that i guess or whatever but like hell if i was willie mack i, I wouldn't want to show up on tuesday if i was chris bay I wouldn't want to show up on Tuesday because how much time am I about to lose to some dudes who just they're not even signed they just up? up. <laughs> yeah, they're just showing up. And now you're now you're guaranteed TV time. We own, impact only has what two hours a week. That's yeah. it. They don't they don't got no YouTube. You know what I'm saying? They got nothing else. That is it. All they time is two hours. So you telling me you're giving up my TV time to these guys to go talk? Yeah, I don't even want to be here now. Let me let me go do something else. Yeah, like you were saying, you know, Ethan Page, his contract is up, and they were saying he wasn't resigning. And, you know, like Chris Bay, Chris Bay, I, I, I was following him since the Indies. Yeah. And there was this one week where he was on yep. uh, 205 Live and AEW at the same time. I'm like, yep, I already knew he was going to blow. I already knew he was going to blow. But he got to a certain point in Impact right now where he's right there. He's like on the cusp of the main event scene. And you still have Moose, who you haven't given that real shot to yet. I mean, right now it's looking like it. But as I was reading as well, his contract's up at the end of the month or in February or something like that. Man, so what, is this a way to like kind of usher, usher him out, or mm-hmm. are you trying to keep him there and give him the give him the, you know, give him the championship? I mean, you know, Don Callis said it within a storyline that he they got him for two more years. I, I've read differently, but you know. Yeah, can't trust any anything you read any anyways. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, no, I totally feel what you're trying to say there because I I feel like you know having Omega there and now Private Party out of nowhere, Private Party got a exactly. tag, 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 tag division, man. Like your tag division got picked from bones. Mm-hmm. If we would have had Private Party versus the North, come on. Uh, but the North versus the Young Bucks, Thank or FTR. You. Thank you. So, like, cool. Like, we we know what was happening, right? Yeah. So, like, you come on, man. They dropping the ball. They dropping the ball for real, for real. And even for if they would have hijacked everybody into the X division, yeah. How many how many of these AEW wrestlers could fit into the X division? Couple, so, they got they got a couple. So of Jungle them. Boy, Boom. yeah. Jungle Boy is is doing absolutely nothing right now. Sammy Guevara. Throw these people into this X division, which is hot right now, which is really, really doing good, right? But they only got three people really competing for this title. So throw them in there, 
Yep. It up. Have this real crossover, right? Do something cool instead of like your two divisions, which are falling apart. Limbo. Yeah. Yeah, like that men's division is it's 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 whatever. Ever since um Tessa Blanchard held held the belt, uh, yeah. held the belt, man, it's been poop. It's been terrible. It's been so so hodgepodge and all over the place that like, I mean, you can't name. Well, I could I could name the the past what three champions before them, but like, what has that done for the company? Nothing. It's like yeah, that that men's belt has meant nothing. So like, if Rich Swan drops it to a uh, to to Kenny Omega. Is that about to be the first time that their championship belt matters? That's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think to be honest, uh, and it, and it sucks because I know Rich Swan has worked his ass off, man. Great, right? Great champion, but, great dude, everything, right? But like, that's the fact of the matter. It's like, okay, y'all messed up. You put this title on this woman. Not saying that women shouldn't have that championship, but you did it at the wrong time. Once again, Impact has the worst timing. I love them, <laughs> but like. Nobody is ever sitting in a social media room and be like, hey, man, we probably shouldn't do this right now. But it's just always like, all right, go do it, whatever. Fuck it. We're different. <laughs> we're similar, but we're different. We look, our colorway is like Monday Night Raw. But <laughs> like, come on, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping and praying for uh, Impact to get a little more out of this relationship. I feel like, AEW is kind of is is getting more out of it because with you know talent like private party and I think like some somebody you just talked about Sammy Guerrero or even um Santana or Ortiz there's a lot yeah. of people on their roster that's not doing much nothing and nothing. you know having them go over to Impact like private party on Impact it it was a look I feel like that was a nice look for them you know yeah. and then now they're gonna. They're, they're in a tag title match. I haven't even seen them in a tag title match in AEW. Thank so, you. So for them to be able to use the talent, I think that that'll make the story go a little a little better. But exactly. I, I feel like they need to do something with Moose and Rich Swamp first before just putting Kenny Omega there and letting him go and think he Thanos and go around catching belts all over the place. So if 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 Kenny Omega's pulling the Thanos belt collector, yeah. Where else? Where else is he going to go take the belt from? Because who's giving Kenny Omega their belt at this day and age? At this day and age, he's definitely not going to New Japan. Oh, right. So he's like, definitely not going there. Does that matter? It, he can go pick up some indie belts. He can go get the uh, the Warrior Wrestling belt. He can go <laughs> have that. Like nothing against that title, but you know what I'm saying? Like he's not gonna pick up. You're not gonna pick up the ten pounds of gold. No. Nah, he's I mean, not they do have a working uh, relationship there, and that could be a big money match for NWA with him and absolutely. Nick Aldis. But like, like Nick Aldis, if I was Nick Aldis, I'd be like, I am not about to drop this belt to Kenny <laughs> Omega for him just to hold it for some months, and then like, like you know what I'm saying? It's just then, it's what, just then I get it back. <laughs> yeah, then then I get it back because who 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 gonna take it from me? Who's yeah. gonna like you know what I'm saying? Who else is for NWA at that point? So like, I don't know. Even you think about MLW. Right, because they're they're having kind of the same problem where they booked uh the Jacob Fatu way too strong, way too and like strong. then they're yeah then their division got sick or whatever like that, and so it's now it's like oh man our middleweight guy has to has to wrestle our our, our the big champ or whatever like that, so now they're trying to get this Hammerstone uh uh Fatu thing going on or whatever, so like even with them I don't think Jacob Fatu is about to lose to Kenny Omega off the street, you feel me? 
So nah. like, there's nah. there's no other big ones that he's. And just they already walk. said that you know Jacob Fatu is really like not nobody to fuck with at the moment. Like not like in in real life type shit. Like he's. Yeah. Like, he's I'm telling. That's, that's a shoot fight. That's a shoot fight waiting. Up. <laughs> he's not. He's not taking that. Like I'm, I watch so much MLW right, and like you'll see Jacob like. Motherfucker, you're dropping <laughs> F-bombs. You're like, yo, man, <laughs> where, where does he separate the line? <laughs> yo, man. Man, man. Oh, Roman got to go get his cousin, bro. He wilding oh. out here in the street, B. Im- See, imagine. Look, man, he, he could never be in WWE. He could nah. never. He's too never. wild. He's too wild. That is the storyline. That they should that that is what this bloodline head of the table thing should be boiling over to, yeah. like all of a sudden Jacob walks through. He should man, what if he came through on the Royal Rumble? Oh, man, that'd be the one. That would be crazy. <laughs> but what yeah. what is it? Since we're already on it, what's your take on that on that whole storyline with uh, the tribal chief? Um. All right, so like WWE is. To me, always the they always put on like bad stories, right? Um, <laughs> so like that's not probably the best way to start this statement or whatever. But like they they legit like that's why we like WWE because they put on like a bad story. Like this makes no sense, but it's entertaining, right? So like that's why I'm essentially here. But this tribal chief thing, it makes perfect sense, yes. right? It's yes. it's the most congruent. It's kind of like why we liked um, the Firefly Funhouse thing, right? Him being this this uh, uh, Mr. Rogers-esque character, right? The coming out being only aggressive or whatever, right? That makes perfect perfect sense. He's telling, uh, The Fiend is telling those stories. I'm sorry, Bray Wyatt is telling those stories immaculately and he's developing his characters and has like a callback. So it's like, oh, wow, here goes some amazing storytelling. Without this Roman Reigns thing, where would that belt be? Because it that championship means nothing. Frankly, I mean, I, I made a post on Twitter like a week or so ago. I was like, no title. The only title that matters in WWE right now is the NXT men's title. Outside of that, every title is dog shit. It doesn't mean anything. So anybody from anywhere can walk in and be like, hey, man, I want to challenge you for this belt. And that's it. There's, yeah. no, there's, there's no more to it. There's no more like, hey, man, you know, we got a whole division. There's people that's been waiting for this title shot. No, it doesn't matter. Hey, I just woke up today. I felt like I want a championship title, man. You look <laughs> like you got a belt. Let's make this happen. How about at a pay-per-view? Like, so every division, the, the women's tag division, the NXT title, yeah, uh, the NXT women's title, the North American Championship, go over to the, the UK, the Cruiserweight, uh, the men's division. Why is Asuka have, why is Asuka and Charlotte Flair tag team champions? That, 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 that tag team title hasn't meant anything. I mean, oh. the last time it almost meant something, to be honest, is when the mm-hmm. Iconics won it. Thank you. I was just about to say, the Iconics, first off, were the best tag team that WWE had in a long time. Yeah. And the, for a minute, the women's tag division was the hottest division. But you you split up everybody for God knows what reason, because nobody was sick. It wasn't even like that. It wasn't yeah. even like, oh, man, we got a bunch of injuries all of a sudden. We got a crazy elimination chamber match. Everybody got hurt. No. It was just <laughs> split them up. 
split up these regular teams that were working fine, that had chemistry. Boom, split them up. Get them up out of here, man. The riot squad by Ruby Riot never holding a women's championship is their utter disgrace, right? And the riot squad never winning just the tag team belts. They could they could have held those titles. Yeah. Definitely. But no. And still won't let them hold the title for whatever reason. I don't I don't understand it. Like yeah, I said, like I think since then it really hasn't meant much. Uh, but with the universal title right now, like I don't know who else can make that title mean as much as what Roman is making it mean right now. Yeah. And he's just Absolutely. he's just spitting straight facts. He's like, I come on the show, millions of people are watching. I come on the show, your family gets fed. I'm just like, Man, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Right. I'm keeping a hundred with you. Like that, that is what it is. Like, and and frankly, like it's it's undeniable harsh truth, but yeah. you gotta respect it, you gotta love it, you know. Um, and frankly, people have been hating Roman for long enough, right? And not appreciating the greatness that he was. Right? I think that's probably one of the few. <laughs> I, I love I'll frankly look so like at the point in time where I, I had a huge hiatus from wrestling, right? I didn't probably get back into it in probably like 2017, 20, 2018 sometime or whatever, right? Okay. Um, but like I stopped probably like those core middle years, which everybody, well, I don't say everybody, but every time I, I, I talk to a lot of people and it's like, this period of time is like wrestling's worst period of time. And that period of time is where people started to hate Roman Reigns. All that to me is like comic books. I have to go back and watch and learn these <laughs> things. I'm like, Hey, didn't seem like a bad decision. Who else were you gonna put these titles on? Who else were you gonna do these things with? Were you gonna really keep giving the uh, the title to um to uh, Roberto uh, Alderio or whatever uh, Alberto Del Rio? <laughs> Del Rio. <laughs> yeah, you gonna keep putting a title on that guy? So like, you needed Roman Reigns to be Roman Reigns, and so like, I'm sorry that he got overpowered. I'm sorry John Cena got overpowered, but like, these were necessary evils. You needed these people to carry these companies on. These Vast gaps were filled. And by the grace of God, they could perform at this level. Just think about if Roman Reigns couldn't perform. How bad would they read? We wouldn't, we would have never got to all these things, but he could perform, right? Yeah. He could do these things, but you wouldn't cherish him. You wouldn't cherish him. Roman Reigns is now like, you're not gonna do me like John Cena. You're not gonna do me like Kurt Angle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Kurt Angle's an amazing wrestler, but I'll be damned if I hear you suck when my music comes on. Like, like you gotta, y'all gotta respect. So, like the same, same fashion and time. Like, I think this is that time period where it's like, damn, we do have to respect Roman. So it's, it's needed, man, and I, and I love it. I hope he builds like a bigger faction. I hope he doesn't drop the title to. I hope he just drops the title to somebody who's like actually worthy of it. Or Seth Rollins comes back and he he drops that title to him. I'm okay with that. Um. Or Brock Lesnar tries to come back and he doesn't. He doesn't beat him. So, like, I really want to define Roman as this, this bigger, larger-than-life character that we keep portraying, like, that they want to portray him as. Yeah. Um, people aren't accepting, and he just needs to finally have that over that his final comeuppance on it, you know? No, definitely. I think he still needs a couple of more notches on, on his belt, holding mm-hmm. that universal title. And I can't wait for WrestleMania now, now knowing that WrestleMania is going to have fans in attendance. 
It's going to be oh. a two-night. Yeah, it's going to be a two-night thing where they're trying to get about 25,000 fans for each night because they're Whoa. going back to Raymond James Stadium, which holds about like 80, 80 plus. Yeah, oh, and yeah, they cut so it down they can, to a quarter. I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I really want to hear the crowd reaction. I want to hear the booze raining on Roman. Like I want to hear that dislikement, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because I that's what I love about real heels. And mm-hmm. you don't really get them that much right now within pro wrestling because a lot of the heels, you hate them so much that they're just so fucking cool, like three months yeah. later. And then yeah. everybody's loving them. And then it's like, ah, now we got to turn this nigga face. I don't even know what to do after this shit. Yeah, that'd be the problem, right? Yeah. See, and- but, but the issue, like, they don't let the heels be cool like uh, like Stone Cold. So, like, when Stone Cold, like, real, like, when Stone Cold had that problem where, like, damn, people love him so much, but he's supposed to be a heel, right? Yeah. So, like, they wouldn't let him cross over. What they let him cross over and be cool, still do his heel things, and realize that people liked him for doing these heel things. So yeah. like like Marty Skrull, like he does heel things, but people like him for doing this. So like yeah. really, when you book a match with Marty Skrull, like he's the baby face, but he does heel things. So like yeah. I don't know. I think I think that psychology. Yeah, it's different and everything, but like sometimes like you you need that 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 push for it. Um, I think it can be can be dope, but a lot of times, man, it seems like WWE doesn't want to embrace that. Also, I'm sorry to ramble, but like, no, it's they lost a lot of power with like the Rock and Stone Cold. So like, oh, there's yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? They get the Superman complex, so like they can't lose after a certain point, right? Because too many people are invested, too many people love them, and it's like who's gonna beat this overpowered character at this point in time? Other yeah. Than that. So yeah, I can see why they're like, no, man, I need my heels to be heels. I'm sorry, you gotta turn, you gotta do this, we gotta have some type of order, otherwise shit gonna get really wonky. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> man, that's another thing I, I think I see with they don't have like a real five, like a top five. Like no, yeah, there's no stars. There's no you know? star. I think any given point in time, there's a different star every night. Yeah, and it's almost I, I, I kind of wonder like who's the locker room leader, like who, <laughs> what's going on there, who, what's being said and really pushing it. Because like, like, they always say that it's Roman. Roman's the locker room leader. What's happening on Mondays, y'all? We, we waiting on Roman to come to on Monday and give the pep talk. I <laughs> like, think so. What happened? I That's think crazy. so. I mean, it, it's just it's the same group of writers for both shows, but it just doesn't seem that way. No, it don't. It, it it seems like what happens is is that on Wednesday or Thursday, whenever they play on SmackDown, they smoke a bunch of weed. Like that <laughs> Monday morning, right before they plan like Raw, they realize it's Monday morning and we need to plan Raw. And they're like, oh, yo. <laughs> yo, let's get it together, yo. But it seemed like it's not down to like, oh, man, we thought about this for so many days. You have like a really conscious put together thought. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't seem like SmackDown is thrown together like that. Like, I swear I could Raw. I don't know. I just hate Monday Night Raw. It'd be like three hours of like nothing. Nothing. And, and that hurts, man. That hurts a lot. Every week. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was that was the flagship show. You know, yeah. and that that's where you waited for the moments. You know what I'm saying? When when we was kids, we waited for those moments. Like yep, on Monday, right? Yeah, you know, Mick Foley oh. winning the title, Austin Ooh. throwing beer on somebody, McMahon just shitting on another person. Like 
Yeah, he was waiting on that. Those were those were the moments right there. And now it's like, all right, so I guess I got to turn on NXT. I got to turn on SmackDown. And I love NXT. I like what's going on in NXT. Yeah, especially I, with Thatcher. I never thought I was gonna see a guy like Timothy Thatcher on a WWE yeah. show. And it's yeah, amazing. right. It's amazing. But you, I love how the industry has forced those things. Mm-hmm. Like AEW was like. The probably one of the best things happened for the industry, right? How many oh, more people got signed, and now different things are getting shown. How many more career, careers have been expedited and just pushed, pushed forward by three, four years? It was a point in time where I was like, man, it. I think it'd be like another year or so before Priscilla Kelly got signed, or it'd probably be like another year. Rascals would probably be uh, on on Impact for another year or something like that. Well, one of them will go for the, you know, for the, the 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 big world title or something. You know what I mean? No, like all that got pressed crazy fast. Yeah. So, like, it's cool to see a Timothy Thatcher on there and make it happen. Um, but it's also dope to see that. Like, I love that Keith Lee is on the main brand, but I also felt like it was a better Keith Lee on NXT. Yeah, I think it was a better Keith Lee, but I also think that Keith Lee needed a lot more polishing. Mm, yeah, you know what I mean, because his his promo game was never strong. Yeah, I feel you there. You know what I'm saying? He was never strong. He was great in the ring, but he was also getting bigger as the years went by. Like he was getting, he was being a bigger guy. Can't do a Spanish fly every week, bro. Can't go through those ropes every week. Yeah. I feel like he needed to up his game a little more, fight like a big man. Like that last match with Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the best matches I've seen him in in his whole time in WWE, taking NXT and everything all together. Because not only – he gave us bits and pieces of that high-flying stuff he knew how to do. Because when he hit that Spanish fly with, with Drew McIntyre, that was like an oh-shit moment right there. We didn't need him going through the ropes or over the ropes. We had that moment. And then him bum rushing him through um through the barricades and everything. I was like, this is it. This is Bruce Banner right here, bro. Yeah. You know, he wants yeah, to talk yeah. all articulate and sound like a doctor. That's cool. But when it's go time, bro, I want to see you turn green. Yeah, that's real. You I know, you. that makes perfect sense, though. But that he, makes perfect, perfect he's sense. He's getting he's getting better and he's gonna have his moments. He's yeah. get, he's gonna be top five. Definitely within that that WWE main roster system that they have right now, he's going to be one of the top five performers for them in about a year or so. That's true. I, I could see that happening for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. But um, we talked a lot about the Rascals, but, you know, we've seen that they're in uh, NXT now. They're, they're part of the Dusty Classic. Uh, what do you think about them without Trey Miguel? Um... Is it did it lose something? Yeah, to me, yeah. Because yeah. like favorite Rascals iteration was was Dez and Trey. Um, but I I'm interested to see where Trey goes, but I'm not gonna put it past if Trey doesn't sign with WWE and he's just been holding it off to like just live life for a moment in time and really, really understand it. Um I don't think that they are missing him and where they're at because WWE doesn't do too well with, to me, with just like that straight up trios like that. Cause they're, 
they're not like the undisputed era. Um, I can't really see them doing heel work. And even if they are, it's going to be weird for them to really get into that. Like everything about them so bubbly, you're going to make them change exactly who they are um, to make them exactly what you don't need them to be. They need like real actual baby face tag teams, right? Um, so even with all that said, like I just don't think that he was going to be able to fit to how they were going with WWE. If WWE had like a triples, triples title or whatever like that, the six man tag title or something, then yeah, I'd be like, oh man, they're really missing him. They needed him for it, but like, yeah, I don't think he would have been able to fit or be the big man of the squad. I don't think he could have been the Adam Cole to their undisputed era. You know what I mean? Not at this point in time, but no, like, maybe I, years years down the line, yeah, but not not now, yeah, not, not now. Yeah, like, you know, I, I think if not even if you put more mass on him, but like it's just that ring psychology, like how you just said with Keith Lee, if he slowed it down, got more methodical with it. But like, you know, uh, what sets him apart from these other high flyers? Like somebody's got to feel like the big man enforcer and like he feel he doesn't he didn't feel like the leader. Yeah. Nobody felt like the leader of the rascals. They were just three dudes, which is that's why I like them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they 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 could really you know mirror the person that's watching the product, you know, mm-hmm. you know, guys in their twenties, you know, just chilling, yeah, you know, off time, want to smoke some bud. That's it, you know, just chill out and just be, yeah. eat some ass, I guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, right. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that was a, that was a big loss for Impact right there. I feel like that yeah. was a big loss, mm-hmm. and they they kind of lost at, at some moments in time. I'm like, all right, they got to win the tag titles. They didn't win it. Oh, Trey Miguel got to win the world title. Nothing. I'm like, damn. Like, yeah, what was that about? That's why I was like, man, they're not going to leave anytime soon. They still have some like work to finish. And no. Long but, hey, I, yeah, I was like, I, don't, I, I didn't understand it, man. I felt like at one point in time, they they were trading off with LAX for the, uh, for the world titles. I felt yeah. like it, but Impact doesn't do the best with their history. So it's not like we can go on impact.com, look up, like, hey, who was all the world champ? Like, no, that's not really happening. It's not like <laughs> WWE. They don't have, like, that that history factor to them. Um, but, yeah, no, I feel like they were. Like, I feel like they've held the at least the tag titles in some iteration at least twice. I feel like it. Yeah. Um, it feels like it should be. But at the same point in time, like, it's impact wrestling. Whatever, like, whatever you think you know, you definitely don't know. Exactly. You could say the same thing with Killer Cross. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, so uh but going forward in 2021, what is it that you're most looking forward to within professional wrestling? Um creativity. So I liked the 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 way that they were booking and doing shows. Um, so like 2020 made us figure out the no fan show to the sprawled out fan show to the, <laughs> to the, the empty high school football field show. So like all of these different things, um, I'm looking forward to someone figuring out augmented reality and, and placing those two things into the show. So like, you know, when WWE does like the Royal Rumble or whatever big pay-per-view and they have like the floating graphic on the inside or whatever. Right. And or like, okay, when Roman Reigns come out, they got like a dog head or head or whatever. Um, that's augmented reality. So I want to see somebody like actually use that for more than just a walkway coming down to the ring. Make it more of an interactive piece. Make it so that, hey, you fans over here who saw this, 
type this in, make it so it's a real interaction thing because people really do interact when we watch these things. I, I, I'll watch a wrestling event, but like be on Twitter to catch the live tweets when something stupid happens. Like, you know what I mean? So like really incorporating that, I would love to see that fan action and one, yeah, develop that one-to-one connection and really, really get it. Since we can't be there, make us feel like we're there. Don't make us look like a bunch of guess who characters because that doesn't make me feel all good. <laughs> no, I feel you on that. But um, you saying with the augmented reality, it just had me thinking right now. Like, because when a fly move gets done in the ring, within seconds, it's already a gift file. Yeah. So it could just be something where, like, all right, you know how like they have like the barcoding. Hey, send us your gift files or like. I, I, that's what I was just thinking right now. Yeah, I was like, be nice. you, bro, it's, it's so much that you'll be like, damn, they're really dropping the ball. And I, and I guarantee that, like, I know WWE listens to whatever I do and say, not to saying, like, I am God, but, like, you'll turn around and you'll be like, damn, yo, next year you're going to see that. Hey, man, send us a, your gif of after this move that what you saw, like, it's going to be a real thing because, like, they need these ideas. They don't have this creativity. They don't yeah. have the expertise of just us being people yo that's, that's true oh, yeah. um i also feel that like that that human interaction i feel like that's being lost within time as well and just having that like even through tv i feel like that could bring it back like like we were just talking right now like with the gift files or really? just just even like oh who you think is going to win this match and it could be like that barcode there and everybody be like oh i'm i'm a, I'm a vote for this guy vote for this guy and then through social media you see where the where the percentages lie and then you just put that on your show like right there that mm-hmm. that right there gets people to want to watch you're not going to yeah. go flip channels because on, on wednesday i'll be honest i'm flipping channels back and forth like if i was a kid again yeah absolutely right you can go on dbr on one of them <laughs> exactly right even though you still even are one of them you're still going to keep flipping back and forth i agree 100 percent um and and it's dope that we have that to be able to enjoy because for the longest time yeah you know what i'm saying you and i both know we didn't have the damn you know it's two fire things going on right now (laughs) let me flip in between them and like thank god for wednesdays because if if we didn't have nxt and aew i wouldn't even be watching wrestling throughout the week i'd watch i'd in all honesty i'd watch an hour of wrestling right because i'd watch 30 minutes of a 30 minute hyperlink breakdown of raw and a 30 minute hyperlink breakdown of SmackDown and condense a two hour show to 30 minutes and a three hour show to 30 minutes, which I do. And I, and I don't miss anything that's happening on SmackDown. It's it's such that I can watch. You know what I'm saying? I can watch a 30 minute breakdown of these shows and still know exactly everything that's going on. That's crazy. It's crazy because then there's not that many highlight moments. You know, you know, you don't really got to wait for anything. There's nothing that's going to coincide with the next moment that's going to happen on the show. Yeah, you know? There's no continuous flow anymore. Yeah, at, at all. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'd be getting dialogue and I'm like, really? And, <laughs> and I'd, I'd be surprised. I almost test myself. I'll try to go talk to somebody about like what's happening. I'm like, no, huh? I am up to beat on this. I do know. It's crazy. It sucks that bad. <laughs> Well, uh, on the music tip for 2021, I know you talked about the Eddie Kingston project that you're you're thinking about dropping it uh, this year. Anything else? Um, yeah, Eddie Kingston joint is gonna come out for sure, for sure. 
Uh, I've got a series of wrestling inspired music called the undercard. Um, and I'm probably going to do like, I've got, a, um, I, I've got 17 songs for that ready. Right. Wow. So we'll just drop off installments of it, but is it going to be like the uh, attitude error installment you did? Uh, yeah. So like, I wanted, I, man, look, thank you. Um, I love that. Errors, <laughs> but like, I cannot keep giving WWE that much credit. Because I love all forms of wrestling, you know, I kept, you know what I'm saying? So I want to be able to include the stuff from Japan and include Impact and include whoever I wanted to. So um, and still be able to talk about wrestling, but not be under their thumb. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to to switch it up. And really, yeah, it is the ultimate continue of the Attitude Eras, but we'll call it the undercard. It's still the same feel. I'm not going to stop doing what I do. Um, But yeah, a little bit more creative with it. Um, and I do plan on dropping a just regular album. I'm sure there's still there's plenty of wrestling bars on there, but it's been so long since I've put out just an album of music and not like some singles or like some EPs or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I want to be able to put out some different stuff and just show people that, hey, it's not all wrestling music. And hey, wrestling guys, there's still good music over here, too. Definitely. So. Definitely. Awesome, man. Yo, it was uh it was great talking to you, man. Like, uh, just to hear from another person who just loves wrestling as much and music itself. I mean, I, I can't, I couldn't ask for more to be honest. Here, <laughs> like, this was this is a dope, a dope sit down here. Uh, what we do usually towards the end of the podcast, we actually play uh, new music all the time. We just try to just throw in new tracks and you know, get some people who might not be listening to hip hop as much just to like you know listen. Yeah. I picked a song that I like off of the Black Mile. Mm. Uh, it was Squash Match. Hey, thank you. Hey, that's my favorite. I'm yeah. not gonna front you. That that is my joint for real, for real. Yeah, that joint, that joint go hard, bro. That joint go hard. But um, before we go, man, tell everybody where they could catch you: Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Plug that in. <laughs> yeah, work. Good list for the plugs. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Villain Starks. Uh everywhere s-t-a-r-k-k-s it should be villain starks on all platforms um first and foremost uh while i have the time i would like to give a huge shout out to 20 by 20 podcast thank you for having me on here to be able to um have just this open space to talk about wrestling and and music and to blend um and frankly as people of color we have to be able to give ourselves these platforms to hop in like that because it's always going to be some somebody else to, to try to take away our validation from it and try to say that our opinions and things don't matter but when we right. have our own can't nobody yeah. tell us what doesn't matter and what doesn't <laughs> matter so yeah no I agree um, with that. definitely yeah um yeah no and and like i said i see the the beautiful work that y'all do um it's dope to see that the podcast catching steam and like the 20 by 20 like the uh the storyline tease like that doing its own thing it's its own monster which is beautiful so like yeah no man y'all keep running it up man thank you man that's that's all we're trying to do man we're just trying to bring some new uh a new wave to like the merch game you know i i felt like everything was just the same you know, yeah. everything kind of looked the same. Everything was just generic T-shirts Ooh. or sweaters or whatever it is. I was like, yo, how about we put like a little hip hop twist to it? Little mm-hmm. you know, comic book feel or whatever it may be. I mean, of course, you know, I see it now that a lot of people want to do comic book covers with wrestlers now. It is what it is. You know, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, yeah, you know, like, you know, the mind's always working. I'm always trying to bring some new shit to the light. So mm-hmm. 
just hoping it uh it works out and like i said earlier definitely sending you a care package soon just let me know where to send that you already know dm dm us let me know where that could go hey. and what sizes man i got you okay good looks man hey and i'm a lace too man i'll rock it in the video and everything man. Right. i'm not i'm not no uh mr sir wilkins you know what i'm saying but i'm, I'm a decent <laughs> i'm a decent model as well <laughs> <laughs> that's my guy right there man that's 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 the family right there man definitely but once again the villain starts thank you for being on the pod and um yeah man whenever you want to come back you just let us know you heard oh sure oh yeah i love it man and i will be back man thank you for the opportunity in the space thank you awesome man well this was episode 138 of the 20 by 20 podcast i'm nathan mcfly and i'm over here with starts starts the villain you already know and like we always say in every episode shout out to the nation of domination and shout out to los boricuas you already know my guy i'll see you around buddy all right man peace bro thanks once again you make this rather snappy won't you i have some really heavy thinking to do before 10 o'clock starks hey yo so profound, world renowned of the villain to sound. Gotta make this shit quick, cause I charge my now. Don't care for the crown, came to lay the smack down. Turn rappers into green screen, make them play the background. So it's lights, camera, action for the real main attraction. Stone Cold Starks, I don't roll with a faction. Following my heart, I just roll with the passion. Been on a roll lately, I don't deal with the traction. When a deal, I be taxing, take the most from the fraction. Yeah, I'm doing what I want, y'all talk like Byron Saxton. Eloquent player, bitches loving my accent. I don't want for her pussy, I just want her for the accent For the bullshit, I'm absent, don't count me in Better call your friends, I can draw them in If they looking for some dick, I can pencil them in More deadly than grenades when I draw that pen Yeah, yeah 2,000 people watch me every night Have an inferiority complex, haven't you? Oh, no doubt he does it to perfection